Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast which seems to talk about all sorts of different things, but one listener described it as the place where we talk about what everyone else is thinking, but maybe not saying out loud. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S dot com. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and leaving a review, that would be amazing because it basically means more people can find the podcast. Um, And I also would really, really, really love to hear from you. So please could you contact me through Instagram at mumsdays. You can message me anything really, but you know, your stories of life and heartbreak or any thoughts you might have on the episode or any questions you want answering. And as always, you can find the details from this episode in the show notes. Welcome to Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. And hot off a very slow rebrand, I wanted to talk to you today about my blog, Mum's Days. Um, A little bit about the history and basically the vision going forward, because it also involves you guys. Um, And then the other thing today, just to draw your attention to, is the fact that it's episode 21 of this podcast, which may seem like who gives a crap, but according to my mate Sean, only 3% of podcasts ever get to episode 21, so giving myself a little pat on the back for that one. So thank you to everybody who's been involved so far. But before I do anything else, I need to introduce Katie. Hello. Hello, Katie, sitting there quietly in the background. Katie is basically one of the major reasons that I even have a podcast and a blog. Did you know that, Katie? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I came on board with Anna right at the start of things when she was just going into the recording studio for the first time and had eight podcasts to record and some social media to do and needed a little bit of help with it. Yeah, we often joke that Katie is the other half of my brain. You basically are, right? Oh, it's a privilege and a pleasure. (laughs) I think with this online world, you really have to be consistent. That's what everybody always goes on about. And actually, if there's one thing that humans aren't, it's consistent. So, you know, there's times when life just get the better of me and you're there to basically cheer me up and pick up the slack or generally just make sure that I am showing up consistently because then that allows me to actually be authentic and to do this because you know the biggest fear for me I've been doing this for what at least 10 years because Ruben's 10 and there were massive gaps where I just couldn't show up authentically and my biggest fear for restarting mum's days was that that would happen again and I just it kept making me feel like a failure if I wasn't able to be consistent so the biggest gift I gave to myself as part of um, the divorce process and the fact I was needing to restart a career was to say, I need help with this thing because I love it and I want it to work, but I can't do it all on my own. So that's where you come in. So, you know, how are you finding it, Katie? Well, I think it's great. It's been a really good opportunity for me to sort of tap back into my creative side. I love when you record the podcast and then we get the opportunity to work on that together and build content off it. And um, it's really, it 
helps my brain work and I help your brain work as well. You do. Um, I think when you first came to me, I was a bit sort of like, what is it you actually want from me? Because <laughs> we just bumped into each other, didn't we? And then we went for a coffee at a local coffee shop, had like 10 minutes to catch up on what has happened to us over the past 10 years. And then she was like, do you know how to use Facebook, by the way? And I was <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I guess I do. And then it became clear later on that she was actually asking if I would help with some of the stuff that she was doing. And it's been once I found out more about it and um, sort of realised what Mum's Days was and what she was talking about. And I just thought it was the kind of thing that I really wanted to get involved with. I think it's really important what we're doing here and the stuff that Aww. we're talking about. Because the other thing is, like, how many years younger than you, than me, are you? How old are you? <laughs> Nearly 40. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm 32. So okay. eight years. And you don't mm. have kids. No. You're a vegan. I'm definitely not. Ish. Like We mm. often think we're kind of, like, quite opposite, but really, fundamentally, when it comes down to the stuff we're talking about, it's relevant for mums, but it's also 100% relevant in your life as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you'd think, given that, Hannah's focus has been on sort of divorce, children and things like that, that it wouldn't appeal to me or it wouldn't be relevant to me. But when I've been listening to the podcast, thinking about my own life and my own struggles, it's all so relevant. And I think that's partially to do with the fact that we're talking about the woman's experience, you know, yeah. and we, we go along with life in a way that women are expected to. And then we get to a point where we're like, actually, what am I doing here? Like, let's just slow down and have a think. And that's the kind of stuff that you're talking about on the podcast and on Mum's Days. Yay. Mm. That's good. Mm. So I thought I'd um, give you a little potted history of Mum's Days, starting with the first blog post I wrote back in January 2012. So actually, that will make it 11 years very, very soon. So I put, hello, my name is Hannah Parker and I'm 28 and I live in Blythe, Northumberland. Uh, originally from the Midlands, if you told me 10 years ago or even three, to come to think of it, that I'd be living in a small, fairly run-down seaside town in the north of England, I wouldn't believe you. I've recently found out that I'm pregnant and I have, about a week ago, decided to shut down my business. It's all for exciting reasons, but nonetheless, I'm unemployed. In true New Year fashion, my mission for the next few months is to sort my life out so that A, I am happy and healthy in time for the birth of the baby. B, I have made some money or got a job so we're not completely skinned. And C, I've, this is the best bit, I've streamlined streamlined my life, meaning everything from successful and pain-free business closure to uncluttered cupboards and a gox-style wardrobe. (laughs) That's so, like, 2012. (laughs) I'm hoping to blog once a day about everything and anything relating to the above. The focus is likely to be on pregnancy and babies growing, sore boobs, clothes, weird things that I've found out and feel is my duty to share. I already have a gem for you. Did you know that some pregnant women grow an extra pair of boobs? I kid you not. More to come on that one. And the ultimate issue... How to not put on a million pounds and become the size of a house without impacting my baby. Is that really the ultimate issue? Um, (laughs) I hope you find it useful and or interesting and please do share your thoughts and ideas with me too. There you go, Katie. Those Mm. were the missions of 
me when I first started out. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because obviously you're talking about deciding to close down your business, which is how we first met. Yes, you used to work for me in that business. Yeah, so like that was my very first job and I didn't really know what the world of work had in store for me. (laughs) (laughs) And the start was with Hannah and it's funny that we're looping back around to that now because like from this blog post that you've just read out as well, like it's a lot of the same stuff actually we're still talking about weird things and boobs and clothes aren't we you know (laughs) like it's still relevant today because it's what we're interested in and um although maybe you wouldn't necessarily focus on the gawk style wardrobe well you know we spoke to katie last week and actually there is a lot to be said in decluttering everything Mm -hmm. and the fact that i was talking about decluttering then and i'm still talking about it today is quite interesting like I think I feel like my brain is a cluttered place Mm -hmm. so uncluttering my stuff makes such a huge impact but I do think that that's like quite a big ambition streamline your entire life yeah (laughs) yeah and this was like before you even had the help of Kath I don't know how you were thinking you might do that back then (laughs) I was never gonna do that on my own yeah but bless me for trying yeah I'm always trying Obviously, like over the years, there were like huge gaps in my presence. Um, but, you know, this blog grew to be something that I really, really loved. And I didn't realize because when I started, I was like, I'm going to do this because I need to make money. And I'd read a few articles at the time. Everyone's like, become a blogger and make millions of pounds. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. But I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. And it's particularly things like writing. I had a big thing where I was like... I'm a mathematician and an engineer. I'm not a writer. And I tried really hard in school at English and always got shit grades, which was so sad. And I think, like, there must be so many people in the world that are like, oh, I'm not going to be a writer because I didn't get the right grades at school. Or vice versa, I'm not going to do anything to do with maths because I didn't get the right grades. It's the same with creativity as well, I think. Like, you think that if you can't paint then you can't be a creative person. And it's like the opposite of that. And what we're doing is so creative as well, you know? Yeah. So just because you're a maths person doesn't mean you can't do something creative as well. Yeah, because there's obviously something about the order of maths that appealed to me, so therefore I was good at it. Mm. It's clean, it's uncluttered. Mm. But I've just found, as I was writing, the more I was sharing my thoughts honestly and my feelings about life, that I was really enjoying the writing process. It was uncluttering my head. And I was getting lovely feedback. I'm, you know, having people reach out and being like, I'm at the same stage as you or a few months behind me and they could kind of see what was coming. Like, it was lovely to hear that. And obviously we had some great feedback and some testimonials from people recently with the, this rebrand that we've took a long time over. Very but, slow. You know. Very slow. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> Both of our faults. Yeah. But people were saying things like, oh, you know, we've been there from the start. And it was like having an extra person, like just not feeling as lonely as you're going through the process. And that's exactly how I felt. Slowly, my sort of identity became wrapped up in Mum's Days, which is why I've been like, I can't change the name. I once, like recently, I was showing a friend my Instagram. And when he saw it was Mum's Days, he literally laughed in my face. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> but that's who I am that is what my blog is and it's what you know the people that I've come to connect with know me as so I'm not changing it 
No. Um, and you can talk about the mum experience and what it's like to be a mum and all of the things that surround that. And you can talk about other stuff as well. Like, it doesn't have to pigeonhole you as that, does it? No. Because, like we were saying, it'd be interesting to get the perspective of people who aren't mums. Mm. Like, like, why have you chosen not to be a mum? Yeah. And I totally get it. Mm. And I found everything so relatable and I don't have any kids and I'm not planning to have any in the very near future so <laughs> let me know if you change your mind yeah thanks <laughs> but yeah so I remember vividly when I first got a proper job kind of walking into the work you know to my job one day and being like I can't wait to retire which sounds ridiculous but I felt like I had so much that I wanted to do and so much stuff that I wanted to explore that I literally didn't have time for my day job, which sounds really stupid, but I think just some people's brains are wired that way. And I, it was just the wrong job. Like, I feel like when I'm employed, people aren't as passionate as me. Like, I want to go all in and I want to do stuff yesterday. And, you know, I miss the camaraderie of working in a team with other people, but you just don't get the same autonomy as you do with something like this. You know, I can have an idea today and then have it implemented by next week, which was pretty much what happened with this podcast. I really wanted to do one. I had a bit of a deadline coming up where I had to either do it there and then or not at all. But I really wanted to get started. So I'm like, I'm just going to book a podcast studio. And, and then I'm forcing myself to get it done. And with the lovely Lewis, the engineer here... So that gave me something like three days to write eight podcast scripts. And, you know, I had to do it because I had the deadline um, and I didn't want to waste the money that I was investing. And those first podcasts are pretty rubbish, aren't they? I like them. <laughs> She's mean about the first podcast. Tell her not to be, aren't they great? <laughs> but the most important thing is that I just got started. And that's the thing that I kind of struggle with, I think, with working for somebody else and why I love this so much is that we can decide on an idea and just get it going. I think when you've got as much passion as you do, it seems a shame to waste it on somebody else's thing, you know, and you are all in. There's no, like, I've never known how to be like, I'm finished work for the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she just, she's never, this is who she is all the time. She is mum's days and this is what she does all the time. But I've been thinking about this because I think it's to do with the way I grew up because my dad's a vicar and the model of life I saw as I was growing up is your life and your work are the same thing. So whether you're meeting somebody or you're, I don't know, like even just having tea, there would always be somebody there that was to do with my dad's job. Um, but obviously that's a double-edged sword because when do you switch off and how much do you share is always a big question but it just feels natural to me now that it would all intermingle Nora Ephron said all life is copy so that's great and I'm an oversharer as we know but obviously there are times like for example when um I remember our group of friends were not really able to make eye contact with me after the time that I shared my top tips on having sex for the first time after having a baby <laughs> And they were all like, oh. <laughs> I'm making a face. <laughs> they made that face and they were like, oh, has anybody seen the weather? Like they didn't want, but you know, I'm not really bothered. No. Because it was helpful. 
And I, I don't know about anybody else, but I love to hear about what's going on in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Even the oversharing bits. Maybe especially the oversharing bits. Yeah. And it is those things where you're like, oh, I wish, I kind of want to know what I'm meant to do and how it's, I don't know, not yeah, necessarily well, sex, but. It, yeah, and it makes you feel less alone in the world, you know, when other people are struggling with the same things that you are. Especially if you suddenly realise that. If you've been worrying about something and then suddenly realise that somebody else is worrying about it too. That's a great feeling. And I think that's like one of the great things about being able to share what you share and what people share on the internet, you know? Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the direction we want to take this more, isn't it? It's like understanding more of what's going on in other people's lives because even though it's not necessarily the same, there's normally always a takeaway, which is I'm not so alone in all this. Mm. And Um, I can do this and... I am enough. All of those sorts of things. Yeah. I don't think it hurts to hear over and over again. (laughs) I would agree. I think what I struggled in the past with was when I felt sad, like I'm naturally positive and I'm naturally upbeat. And so the nature of Mum's Days has always been, we'll talk about these difficult things, but how are we making the best out of this situation? What are we learning from it? But obviously there were times when I disappeared because I felt like I couldn't be that authentically. But I think that was wrong because actually, you know, as I've explored other careers over the years, I always come back here because this is what I want to do. I love the fact that we can document life, not just mine, other people's as well. And writing helps me make sense of things, but it also gives my life significance instead of just letting things fly by unnoticed, especially when your kids are little, it's really easy to just like get into the motions of the day-to-day um and a big thing I've realized over the last six months is it's when you show up and you're vulnerable it's similar to like what Josie was saying a few weeks ago there's strength and power in being vulnerable and mum's days readers and the listeners of this podcast don't mind whichever way I show up that's what I seem to be getting and in fact people reach out more when you share how you're feeling. Yeah, I was reading a uh, Glennon Doyle's latest book last night. and um, What's it called? Uh, uh, Untamed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've read that. It's um, really good. I, and I'll, uh, I'm obviously going to paraphrase here, but w- the point that she's getting at is that we grow up thinking that the emotions that you express are meant to be the happiness ones and the ones that you're meant to just keep deep down inside you are the sadness ones. And actually what you need to do is embrace both of them, you know, and and that's, I guess, what we're now trying to do with Mum's Days, isn't it? You know, show the happy and the sad and still find out what you're going to learn from it. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what that's reminded me of, which used to piss me off so much? (laughs) (laughs) But... I've had a few boyfriends in the past that have said, you're not yourself today. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm. All of the things that you see are me. And just because I'm not feeling happy today, I'm not going to pretend so that I see myself using inverted quotes. Because whichever version that shows up, you are yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, I get that too. Like, you know, what's the matter with you today? There must be something really wrong because you're you've not, not yourself. A, yeah, you've not got a smile plastered across your face. <laughs> what's the matter? And it's like, I'm just not like ecstatically happy today. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm just showing up with <laughs> yeah. what I've got. Yeah. Accept it or piss off. Mm, very much so. <laughs> and it's okay for me to be on my own if you're not feeling my company today. Mm-hmm. So yes, 
the whole I think the whole thing that I'm loving is just connecting with other people and you know understanding what everybody's going through because everybody's different um and when I do share the vulnerable things people will come back with their stuff and often it's a lot worse than mine I'll be honest (laughs) yeah and that puts things in perspective as well but then there might be somebody with a shared or even worse experience to that as well yeah and the fact that we all get to share that with each other and make everybody feel less alone is a great thing yes I agree so that makes me want to share all more stories. So I guess that gets on to like, what's the crack going forward? So kind of like, who's funding this? Hello. Um, and what the <laughs> business model is. But basically, the way it worked in the past was that I had enough people like going on my blog and the reach through my social media that brands wanted to work with me and would pay me. And basically, this is the vision going forwards, isn't it? But obviously we'll be very picky about how we do it. But really creatively for me, that's where I get the biggest buzz almost is finding the people that I really like coming up with really cool ideas that I think will be helpful for the whole community and actually getting paid because I do have to make some money out of it because at the moment it's purely investment. For funsies. For funsies. This isn't for fun, is it? (laughs) I'm having fun. Like, we're having fun, but (laughs) having me text you at nine o'clock at night or, like, at any moment isn't that fun. (laughs) I should say that Katie's literally part-time, but she probably doesn't feel like it. Well, you know, there's no difference between part-time and all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes every hour. That's fine. (laughs) So, in the past with Mum's Days, you know, I had enough of a following that brands would approach me and be like we would like to work with you and they and that's how you get paid and ultimately that is the vision going forward I would love to do things like online programs and books as well but if I can get money from brands it means that I can make lots of fun free content I think that's just a nice way of doing it the more I get the more cool stuff I can create to give away for free I think that's a really nice model and one that I've always wanted for Mum's Days is that it's a collaboration that's free and available to anybody who wants it. Everybody wins. All the ways. (laughs) Everybody wins all the ways. Yeah. Yeah. So you might see more things popping up that are brand related, but hopefully it fits with what we're doing. And actually that process, that creative process of tying in what a brand stands for with our world that we've created is really fun. Like I remember doing it with protests. They're um, like a sportswear company and I worked with them on two different seasons. And I just loved all the stuff we were able to do. I was giving away loads of their clothes because they wanted to do that. Um, we were coming up with like free workouts. We were doing online community discussions around how we kind of stay fit and healthy. And yeah, so that is the model going forward. And obviously, like I say, I'd also like to do some things uh where I do finally write a book but you know it's all time isn't it and mm. <laughs> we'll get there but the other thing is I want it to be a collaboration so when I changed like that so the apostrophe above mums is so it's belonging to all the mums so it used to be just mums days as in mine my day and then it changed to being mums because so many other people were contributing stories and like the birth stories and other experiences that they were having 
What a poignant apostrophe. Yeah, like just the change of one, of the spacing of it means that it's not just about me, it's about everybody and it's that shared experience. And I really want to push the site that way where it's, you know, motherhood and life at times can be super lonely. So I want us to feel kind of understood and connected. So yeah, back in the day when I felt like I didn't have enough time to go to work. (laughs) I think it's just because I couldn't get that excited about concrete. Like, (laughs) that's what I was doing. I was working in, like, transport and stuff like that, but wasn't sure what she was getting at there. She works in concrete. (laughs) I worked in concrete. I've done all the things. I've worked for the milkman. I've worked in shops. All the things. Um, But this is the stuff that I'm really excited about and connecting with people. Um, So, yeah, I felt like I didn't have enough time to go to work. But, you know, then I had kids. And for a while, your entire life is consumed by keeping the child alive and then yourself alive. And things like your dreams and ambitions have to take a bit of a back seat. And for me, I think of it as being like having your granddad on the back seat of the car, like opinionated quite noisy (laughs) liking to tell you how to drive you should be going that way whatever it is but um you know no matter how much you love this backseat driver whatever it is mine was always a certain amount of like dreams and ambitions you haven't got time to see to them in a way that you really hoped you would and I know that all the people that are listening to this and who read Mumsday's I think that's one of the key things that we connect on is we might have a different backseat driver, but there's something that's pulling us to do it. And we just don't always have the time or the energy or the motivation, or there's always something that's getting in the way. And that's the kind of thing that I want to be talking about on Mum's Days, which is why I loved Claire's tagline so much. So it's Mum's Days all the ways. Um, Because there's just so many different flavors of motherhood out there and they're all right as long as your child is cared for and loved, you're smashing being a mum. But it's the backseat driver that I'm really interested in. Like, what's the pull in your life? What are you trying to squeeze in? What's important? What have you overcome in order to do these things? These are the kind of stories stories that I want to share because they're really inspiring. You know, the ones that help us feel a bit more understood and to stop motherhood in my case, but life in other people's case, just not be as lonely. Mm. So I guess that's probably a good place to stop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we would love, wouldn't we, Katie? We would. We would love you to come and join the community. Um, So you can sign up, uh, probably the best way is the newsletter, to sign up there so you never miss a podcast or what my backseat driver has to say. Oh, my God, we need to move away from that weird analogy. (laughs) Um, But often we'll have freebies and like loads of other things that hopefully you'll find useful um, and you can sign up to that at mumsdays.com forward slash subscribe. But then the other thing we really want, Kate, is people to write, isn't it? If you want to be in the back seat with Hannah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but we do. So yes, if you've got any ideas, please get in touch. Um, you can email me, Hannah at mumsdays.com or Katie, which is K-A-T-I-E at mumsdays.com. And we'd love to hear from you. 
Thanks, we would. Katie. Thanks yeah, for thank coming you. in and chatting. Uh, you're going to be a regular, aren't you? Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll hear much more from Katie. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. And I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. I would be very grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or subscribing because this helps more people find this podcast. And of course, if you've got a friend who you think might enjoy this episode, please do recommend it to them as well. For anything else, your thoughts on the episode or any questions, please do get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or you can email me hannah at mumsdays.com and I genuinely love hearing from you. So please do get in touch. Bye.